Hello, and welcome to Speaking Frankly. I'm your host, Janae Frank. This podcast is all about love, life, pain, and everything in between. Real talk for real people from a writer and life coach's perspective. It's done through storytelling, interviews, and plain old straight talk. This week's episode is titled The Rose That Grew from Concrete, and it's by the late, great Tupac Shakur. And I wanted to, you know, title it that because I want to talk about hip hop and its origins. And I want to talk about, you know, celebrating 50 years. It started and originated in the South Bronx in 1973. And so this year, all year long, we have been celebrating hip hop. If you have been listening to the Speaking Frankly podcast, you would know that I am a huge hip hop fan since the beginning. In fact, I am just one year younger than hip hop, y'all. Um, just to give you a little bit of background, let's just say you you don't know what it's about. You don't know how it originated. Here goes. So hip hop, also known as rap and formerly known as disco rap, is a genre of popular music that originated in the early 1970s by Black African Americans and Caribbean American immigrants in the Bronx, a borough of New York City. It existed for several years prior to mainstream discovery. Hip-hop music originated as an anti-drug and anti-violence genre consisting of stylized rhythmic music usually built around drum beats that often accompanies rapping, a rhythmic delivery of poetic speech. According to the professor Ashanti of African-American studies at Temple University, hip-hop is something that Blacks can unequivocally claim as their own. The music developed as part of the broader hip-hop culture, a subculture defined by four key stylistic elements, which include emceeing, rapping, DJing, scratching with turntables, breakdancing, and graffiti art. While often used to refer solely to rapping and rap music, hip-hop more properly denotes the practice of the entire subculture. The term hip-hop music is sometimes used synonymously with the term rap music, though rapping is not a required component of hip-hop music. The genre may also incorporate other elements of the culture, including DJing, turntablism, scratching, beatboxing, and instrumental tracks. So all that being said, I think that people don't realize that, especially now, with the violence and misogyny and the drug culture, that it actually was the antithesis at its inception. Also, I named this episode The Rose That Grew from Concrete because Tupac Shakur, the late great Tupac, was a poet first and foremost. And he spoke about things and the dichotomy between beauty and pain and the struggle. And that's what hip hop originated out of, a voiceless people trying to find a voice. Um, it's an extended metaphor for a person that has grown up in poverty, but managed to break free of the constraints placed upon them by society. So all that being said, I wanted to celebrate it's 50 years. The year is coming to an end and it has just been an amazing year watching throughout the years from a little girl in 1983 or 1984, first hearing Roxanne Roxanne. And that is when I fell in love with hip hop. So 
I feel so privileged because I get to talk to my friend, Jay Gunn, Joshua Gunn, who is a triple threat. In fact, he's more than that. He's a rapper. He's an artist. He's an actor. He is an amazing husband and father. I love how he says fatherhood is dope. And most importantly, he is all of these things. He's an artist and he's going to talk to me today about upcoming projects that he has, the behind the scenes scoops about some of your favorite people in the rap game, um, his marvelous stories. I mean, you're just going to want to stay to the end because you are really in store for some good stuff. Um, people that he's collaborated with over the years. And most importantly, we are going to talk about what hip hop means to us. So make sure you stay to the end. Stay tuned. Let me get him on the line. Here we go. Hello, Joshua Gunn. How are you? Janae Frank. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning. <laughs> How you I doing? I am so happy that you are back on today. It's been too long. It has been. It's good to be back. Good to, good, good to catch up with you. Thank you for being here. So jumping right on into it. So it's 50 <laughs> years of hip hop. This year, we're closing out this year. What does that mean to you, celebrating 50 years of hip hop? You know, it's interesting because um, I've been thinking about that question all year, right? The fact that it means a couple of things, right? The fact that hip hop is 50 years old, I think um, dispels the myth around hip hop just being this like fly by night, you know, pop culture thing that even 50 years later, I would suggest that mainstream America thinks it is, right? It's just like right. pe people don't take people still don't take hip hop seriously. I think like, you know, you don't those, think so. I still don't think so. I think like, and I'll tell you why, because, okay. you know, I'm in my late thirties now. Right. And mm -hmm. when I tell people I, I rap, they yes. look at me like you're a grown, you're a grown man rapping. Right. Like it's almost like, but if I were to tell them that I yeah. play, play classical piano, no one would bat an eye, right? And right. I think that, that just speaks to how people feel about hip hop. But I think as we celebrate 50 years, I think across mainstream America, people are like, oh shoot, this thing's been around 50 years. Maybe, <laughs> there, maybe there's something significant here. So I, I love that. I also love like yeah. the multi the multi generations of people celebrating the art form. You know what yes. I mean? Like watching like LL and Cardi B on the same show. You know what I mean? Like it's super cool <laughs> right. to see the multi-generational list. But I think the third thing I want to say is, you know, hip hop gave me everything. Like I, I, I owe so much to hip hop that mm -hmm. it's just, it, it's just fun to be alive and watching it grow and flourish and celebrate 50 years. I love that. I love that answer. Did you get to see the Grammy special for the hip hop? I did. Yes. Yeah, what did you I think? Did. I really thought it was well done. You know, I think I um, <clears throat> when LL kicked it off, he said, you know, we couldn't have everybody here today. And I think the only critique that I've heard is this person was missing or that person was missing, but it's right. impossible to, to encapsulate 50 years in two hours. Right. So exactly. I thought, th I, I, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Again, it was multi-generational. It was the new, the old and everything in between. I loved it. I love that the women were, were, were showcased with yes. Latifah and Moni Love and Spinderella. I just love that it really, it really captured the essence of hip hop, in my opinion. 
It really, really did. I was smiling ear to ear from the time that it came on to Will Smith at the end with Brand yeah, New well, By the way, that, right. that song is dope. <laughs> Brand New Funk. I remember like, so I'm a little bit, The I was a little young when Fresh yeah. Prince of Jazzy Jeff came out, right? So right. I had to go back in time to hear Brand New Funk. And I heard it probably like 15 years ago. Uh-huh. And I remember thinking, this is crazy, Isn't right? It? I know. If, that, if that were my introduction to Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, it would have been a totally different perspective. It would have been kill, a different perspective, right? Right. Yeah, man. So yeah, you are it. you in Gen? Are you a millennial? You're a millennial. I am, I am a millennial. Yep. yep. So Fir- a lot of firmly planted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you a lot of millennials. I don't, or maybe it's Gen Z, right? My uh-huh. kids' age, 21, 25 who didn't even know that Will Smith was a rapper. <laughs> yeah, that's that's definitely Gen Z. That's not okay. millennials. We, <laughs> we we know very well, right? So we were right. kids, you know, summertime came out when I was, I think, in second grade or something like that. So we know, okay. right. we know Will, we know Fresh Prince, right? And right. I, I'm, old, I'm old enough to even remember when um, Fresh Prince, the show debuted, right? So I remember oh, like okay. wa- watching it with my big brother and being like, oh, that, I watched it because he was Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? So I, <laughs> millennials, we know, but Gen Zers are a trip, man. I, I was at the I was at the barbershop recently, Janae. Let me tell you this short story. So uh-huh. I was at the barber I was at the barbershop. This was a few years ago now, but okay. uh, this this teenager comes in right, and um, Barbershop Four had came out. Remember the right. movie Barbershop? Yes. And so, and so he's like, man, you know what, yo. We like what's up? He's like, I can't believe this dude Ice Cube is trying to rap now. <laughs> oh my lord! <laughs> <laughs> right. he, you about he, took me out with that one. I'm like, bro, <laughs> what? <laughs> but you know, they that for them, Ice Cube is just the guy on the movies. You know what I mean? Oh so my gosh! They probably think Ice Cube is his son who played him in the movie NWA. They, right? they, or, they yeah. might. They, they probably do. I mean, you know, you got kids that age, so I would be curious to hear what they think. <laughs> oh, that is too funny. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, yep. you know, we always talk in hip hop and rap about top five. And I know the last mm-hmm. time on the episode Brown Sugar, which, by the way, is a top five episode for me. Hey, <laughs> so hey. thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm honored. I'm honored. <laughs> if I could ask you old school, because I know you gave me, you know, the totality of your answer, yeah. right? And obviously you're on that. You are a dope MC. Do people still say Thank MC you. or is that an old school thing to say? Yeah, we still we still we still say MC. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and we we word- almost say, we almost say MC as a differentiator between people who rap. Like we'll say I'm an MC versus a rapper. An MC is someone who has the total package. Oh, got you. I understand. Mm-hmm. Or even mm-hmm. like you and I were talking about, you ch- kind of shy away from saying rapper sometimes. You want to yep. say artist, right? Because yep. people That's pigeonhole right. you when you say rapper, right? That's right. Yeah. Similar to what I was saying about the 50 years, right? People just don't respect it. You know what I mean? So you feel yeah. uneasy even saying, yeah, I'm a rapper, but I'm yeah. all of those Rap- rapper, MC, artist, musician. And I use all those terms. Actor. <laughs> actor. Absolutely. Actor. Yeah. Community organizer. All of that. Yeah. CEO. <laughs> C- CEO, chamber executive, economic development professional, all of that. 
Dad. I, that's what I love. <laughs> that's what I love is that it can be so many things. You know, we're complex yeah. people. You don't have to just be one thing. So right. can I ask you this? So let's go old school. Since we were watching that special, mm-hmm. who would be in your top five who is considered an old school rapper? Okay. Uh, yeah. And I'm just going to answer what's old school to me. So, you know. Sure. It, and it, I understand again. that. I know I'm a little bit older than you. So be careful, <laughs> no, no, Joshua. No, no, no. It's all good. It's all good. I'm just saying, you know, the, the kids might think Jay-Z is old school, but that's not well, old school Well, he is. He is. Oh, I would consider that old school. I mean, well, you kind of, uh, right? Kind of. For, for, for me, I wouldn't put him in that category. So I'm okay. going to go. Here's, here's my top five old school. Let me think. Okay. So I know. I know for sure Big Daddy Kane is my oh, is number, I love is that. number one. Love that. Big, okay. Big Daddy Kane is number one. Rakim is number two. Oh yes, Rakim. Yep. Uh, the rap then, god. <laughs> yes, yes, the god MC. That's right. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that's two. This okay. is when it get. This is when it gets tricky. So okay. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with. Um, I'm gonna go MC Light. Yes. I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw MC Light. I in agree there. with you. And then I'm gonna say. So what? We have two more. We got two more. I want to be thoughtful with this, right? Oh, I Slick Rick. Will, Slick Rick would be my four. I love Slick it. Slick Rick would be number four. Love and it. And then, um, and you see, I'm keeping it '80s when I say old school. I'm keeping. I it love like, that. Like, no, yes, late, I respect late, that. Late '80s, early yes. '90s, is right? My old school. Yes, and, and mine then, too. Yeah, that's that's old school for all of us, right? Yeah, right. And and then the fifth one is gonna be hard. Let me a second here. I'm gonna say. So what I say? I said Kane, Rakim, Light, and Slick Rick. Uh huh. And where was I'm, Slick Rick, by the way, on this special? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wish he was there, man. I wish he was there. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna with five. I'm gonna go Ice Cube. I'm gonna go '80s Ice Cube. Love it. Absolutely yeah. love it. And yeah. look, listeners, as you can see, all the questions are off the dome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Frankly, I was not, I not, was not prepared. That's right. I, I, I prepared. am impressed because you just, you, you, you did it. Okay. Yeah. You know what? I agree with you. Uh, What's your five? On mine. Yeah. Okay. Right here. Public uh-huh. enemy. Love Chucky. public yeah. enemy. Love yeah. it. I used to make my parents listen to that on car rides from Peoria, Illinois, down to Louisiana. <laughs> wow. I wonder how I your should... parents felt. How, you how, know how, what? Did, how, did, how did they feel about PD? They didn't mind because of what they were saying, that it was conscious rap, you know? Um, yeah, that's true. You know, it that's wasn't true. like I was putting on the chronic, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Right. Okay. Okay. Keep going. So we got, we got Chuck D. We got Rakim. Who else? Yes. Um, I would say MC Light. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely say, let's see who else. So I still have two more, right? Mm-hmm. You know what? I know Lauren Hill is not really considered old school, but I'm going to put her in that vein because she was what? Early 90s? Early 90s. Yeah. I think uh, Miss Education was like 96. 96 was. Uh, yeah. Early. Yeah. And but Fuji, Fuji's was earlier. Fuji's was 93, 94, maybe 95. So yeah, so maybe I can't really say her. I'm gonna put Nas in there. Okay. 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 Well, that's the same era. Nas and Lawrence about the yeah. same era. Well, so yeah, you, you're right. You could go both of. You could go both of them. It's your. It's your top five. No. No rules. Right. Right. No do. rules. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no rules. Okay. And then last but not least, see, I didn't think you would turn it around on me, Joshua. Mm-hmm. That's Let's what see. I do. 
that's what you do. I love it. Uh, the last one would probably have to be Biggie is not considered old school, is he? But I mean, it depends on who you ask, right? Again, it's your top five. So whatever, whoever you yeah. want to go with. Yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. <laughs> so with, that's, that's, that's a dope top five. That's a dope top five. So I was going to wait till you get through your list, but can I tell you some stories attached to my top five real quick? I would love it. Love it. All right. And your top five too. So I have a connection to three out of, well, four out of my top five. So, wow. uh, you know, I've been making music for a long time. I think we talked about that on our first podcast together. Yeah. And uh, my very first feature was from Big Daddy Kane. Wow. When I was 11, when I was 11, I was 11 years old. Amazing. Uh, fun fact, Big Daddy Kane actually lives in my hometown of Durham. I didn't been, know that. Yeah, he's been there for like 30 years. So, um, wow. Kane, that's that was my one. So I cheated because I named a bunch of people that I have relationships with. But Kane <laughs> was my first feature. Uh, Terminator X from Public Enemy was my first manager. What? So he, he, oh he, my goodness! <laughs> he managed me when I was fourteen. Wow! And then I signed a record deal uh, with a company called Dubose Entertainment, which was under Universal and mm -hmm. MC. MC Light is who signed me. So she was the VP of the company at the time. I so can't we, believe this. We, we are good friends. And then I toured for a little bit with Rakim. So uh, I have four <laughs> four out of my five I have relationships with. So all I got to do is do something with Ice Cube and we're good to go. <laughs> that is so dope. That is absolutely amazing. Amazing. Yeah, Thank sure. you for sharing that. Well, speaking okay. of behind the scenes and stories like that like that's so fascinating to me and I don't think we got to you know touch on that the last time we spoke because mm -hmm. I know you were talking about you have all these stories you know because yeah. you've been rapping since you were how old seven years old seven years seven. old this uh -huh. is amazing so you could write yeah. a book you could write a tell-all huh <laughs> I could yes uh, good good bad and ugly that's right <laughs> That's the right. good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> Facts. So what is a story that you can share that you're not going to get, look, get in trouble behind? <laughs> yeah. Like a crazy, wild story. I, I know you said you were working with Kanye West at one point, correct? Yeah, I got a lot of Kanye stories. Um, so what is I he mean, like? What is he really like? So my first, I'll tell you the first time I met Kanye, and this will give you, this will give you a glimpse of what he's like, right? So Okay. Um, I was doing some stuff with Dame Dash, Damon Dash, who founded mm -hmm. Rockefeller Records, who signed Kanye, right? Right. And um, I'm at Dame's house in LA, and he and I, sit, as we would always do, I go visit Dame. Dame was, you have to sit out on his, uh, his backyard. He's over, this time he's living in Malibu. It's this beautiful view over the ocean. He's got this dope swimming pool area. Mm -hmm. And he just, he just likes to, uh, you know, smoke weed and talk, right? That's what he's doing. <laughs> talk shit, so, you mean? <laughs> talk hella shit and tell stories, right? And so okay. you, you want to talk about stories. Dame has the best stories, right? So I we can just imagine. <laughs> we just chopping it up. And so at this particular time, um, I am working through a record deal situation that ended up not materializing. So I would spend a lot of time with Dame. He was giving me advice on how to navigate this contract or whatever. Okay. And anyway, uh, his wife, Rocky, brings his phone to him and she's like, yo, uh, he keeps calling you. Why don't you call him back? Oh. And so uh, 
I'm like, who? I'm, I'm, I'm being nosy now, right? I'm like, I wonder who's calling, right? So, <laughs> you know, if you're, if you're, if you're like me, a fan of hip hop, and you're with Dame, you're thinking yeah. about, you're thinking about Jay Z or right. Kanye, right? Exactly. Those are like the two. And so Dame's like, oh, he wants me to. He's Dame was like, he wants me to come hear his album, his new album. He's like, I just don't really feel like it right now. He was like, it's a whole lot of shit that comes with going to see him, right? <laughs> Dame doesn't like at this point in his life. He doesn't like any of the like celebrity stuff. He doesn't. Want oh, to be around, okay. He doesn't want to be around press. He doesn't want to be around people. He doesn't want to do anything. Right. So he's like, I just don't feel like going. He's like, he's like, uh, he tells Rocky, he's like, tell him I call him later. And mm-hmm. so she responds, like, Dame's going to call you later. And he's like, nah, he needs to call me now. So she was like, he, he, she comes back, right? She's like, it's urgent. And so I'm finally like, yo, who is it, Dame? <laughs> who is this? And, and, right. And, and, right. And so he's just like, man, this is Kanye, man. He wants me to come by his album. But I don't really feel like it right now. And so I'm a huge Kanye fan. I don't know if we me talked too. about this last podcast. But yes. Big, yes. big Kanye fan. And this was before all of the wild stuff that's been happening. Right, like right. Years, right? This was, right. This was 2016, I think. Okay. And so... This is Life uh, of Pablo. Life of Pablo album, yep. Which is and one so, of the dopest albums of all time. <laughs> right, which is probably like his last really dope album, right? right. So anyway, so I'm like, bro, you not, I'm like, nah, you're going to take me to see Kanye, right? So now I'm like, <laughs> I'm like begging Dame, right? And Dame's like, nah, man, I just don't feel like it. And okay. I'm like, Dame, you know what I'm trying to do is a big opportunity, you know, let's do it. Yeah. So anyway, we, we Janae wait like three, four hours. He doesn't go. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, yo, I'm about to go see Raekwon. He's like, come ride with me to see Raekwon. So I'm also a big Wu Tang fan. Right. right. So yes. I'm like, cool. And I love Ray, but dang, I'm really trying to go see Kanye, man. Like we <laughs> we we joking right now. I mean, I love Ray, right? It's like, yeah. I just don't feel like all that. anyway. So finally, he was uh-huh. like, All right. He tells Rocky, he's like, hit him back. And uh, you know, he's like, tell him I'll bring gun with me, right? So I'm like, okay, good. Mm-hmm. And so he his, he responds, he's like, Gun, you can come with me, but you can't bring your people. And at this time, I had a really big team, right? So I had, like, my managers, my band, my DJ, all these people that moved with me everywhere I went, right? So I was like, all right, cool. He's like, but you can bring one person. So I brought okay. my, 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 my manager comes with me, right? So yeah. long story short, I, after, like, five hours, I convinced Dame to take me to the studio. <laughs> five, to meet not Kanye. five hours. It was legit five hours, maybe longer, Janae. It was, like, wow. the whole day. The whole day went by. With him smoking and telling stories and not taking me to see Kanye, right? <laughs> and so finally we get to the studio. It's a nondescript studio, right? Kind of in the cut in LA. Mm-hmm. And before we walk in, it's two big security guards and they hand us both a hundred page NDA. Like this Are NDA you kidding me? was like the size of a textbook, right? So oh, you have to sign this wow. NDA before you can walk into the studio. So I'm, uh, I'm flipping through the NDA and it's got like, yeah, I don't. I didn't read it. Obviously, it would have taken too long. But I, I see like you could have been you, signing your organs away, Joshua. <laughs> right, for real. You right, but I mean, what am I gonna do? Do I, am I not gonna see Kanye? Or am I, you know what I mean? At this point, you know, I'm a huge fan, right? So, yeah, and I'm trying to get my music off. So, what better opportunity than to see Yay? Right? Of course. So, Flip through this thing. It's like you can't talk about anything you see here. Can't say the word Kardashian around him. Like all these things you weren't allowed. What? <laughs> yeah, it's mad stuff. No phones allowed. No cameras allowed. That whole thing, right? Huh. So we we finally get in, and for like the first twenty minutes, I yeah. can't speak. I can't speak. I walk in the studio. It's Kanye. It's uh, Metro Boomin, who's a producer. Uh, Fonsworth Bentley, who you probably remember from like Diddy. <laughs> yes. And, 
and uh, two chains, and then two chains. Uh, okay, <laughs> and then these three white people from Paris that didn't speak any English. Right, they're oh. just sitting in the back. They're like oh. fashion design, fashion designers, right? Okay, and so I'm like, okay. Uh, this is mad weird, but I'm also <laughs> starstruck, and I've never I've met a lot of like celebrities. I've never been starstruck before. Oh, really? Fro- You've never oh, been starstruck? Okay. Never been starstruck. I'm starstruck but... right now, just listening to this story. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, whoa. But okay. Out of all the people I met, I had really like I look up to Kanye, right? So like. Anyway, I'll tell why in a little bit. Let me just get through this story. So I'm frozen for like 20 minutes. I can't speak. And Dame is like, yo, bro, if you don't stop acting like that, you got to get the fuck out. <laughs> right? I can see him. <laughs> He's like, you're acting mad weird. Right? He's like, you got to, you know. <laughs> and, and and like, uh, anyway, so I like finally snap out of it. Dame was like, yo, this is my man, Gun. And Dame says, he kind of reminds me of you, the Kanye. And he's like, what? Kanye's like, Kanye's like, what? What you mean by that? Right? Like, you know. <laughs> and so yeah. he was like, nah. He was like, nah, what I mean is like he's educated, but he can really rap. That's what he was saying about me, right? Okay. He, was like, just like, he was like, just like you, right? He's like, you know, he can really, you know, do his thing. Mm-hmm. And so um, and Dame was like, yeah, he's a battle rapper, because that's how I came up, right? Battle rapping. Okay. And uh, he, he was like, I remember, you know, Kanye used to come around, always wanted to battle. He was like, I think y'all should battle right now. This is Dame, right? Are you kidding up. me? Dead ass series. And so, what? <laughs> so look, battle so, Kanye West. I so can't. now, so now I'm like, I'm nervous, but I'm like, all right, this is my chance, right? And so, right. Ye, Ye is like, what's up? And he's like, really, you know, because Dame to, to to Kanye, Dame is like his like father figure in the music industry, right? So whatever okay. Dame asks him to do, Kanye's looking. He's always looking for Dame's approval. Really? And so. Oh yeah, it's an interesting, cool dynamic between the two of them, right? Like just watching him tell all his plans today. I remember hearing an interview about that, about how Jay Z was more accepting and Dame was always hard on him. Yeah, okay. Well, well, yeah, kind of. But Jay never wanted to sign Kanye. Dame is the one that gave gave Kanye the deal. Oh, Jay. Jay just saw Kanye as a producer. He was like, nah, Kanye can't rap. I don't want to hear none of his raps. But Dame okay. is the one who was like, nah, he can he can do more. So anyway, uh, so I'm ready, right? I'm ready. And then um, Bentley, Fonzworth. Are Bentley you feeling like, like this is like 8 Mile with Eminem where he's about like to throw up? <laughs> all of that. All of that. And also, like, I was unprepared because I'm super, like, in the starstruck, right? Yeah. But I'm like, I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to do my best and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And so I'm, like, about to spit and then Fonzworth's like, hey, we got to go. So he says to Kanye. Okay. And so he's like, uh, they're going to Paris that night. They're flying to Paris that night. He's like, we got to go. We got to get to the, the plane, right? Uh-huh. And so Kanye's like, man, I, you know what? I was going to battle you, but He's like, damn, you got to hear the album, right? He's like, I, wanna, I just want to play the album for you guys real quick, and then we're going to go. So it, Kanye is, like, very erratic. Like, he's yeah. very, like, all over the place, right? Uh-huh. Super super passionate. And also, what I will mention in this story, super nice. Like, one of the oh, nicest, really? friendly. Oh, he was mad cool. And so I didn't get to battle him, but so he plays it, plays his album. He starts with... um the song uh ultra light beam which is on that love it right which is like one of my favorite songs ever he plays it at a dumb loud level on like a thousand (laughs) volume and then when chance's verse comes on he looks at me he's like he's like you ain't nicer than chance though he keeps saying that to me like you ain't nicer than chance to to me right (laughs) 
He was like, if, he was like, if they I say you right. I can only imagine. I can see this right now. This is like the Twilight Zone. Okay. Black he, he's like, he, he was like, if they say you nice, I know you nice, but you ain't nice in a chance. And so, uh, it, it, you know, now I'm like feeling really competitive. So, um, <laughs> the the end of that story is with the album was sounding so incredible. He performed the album in front of the ten of us or whatever that was there. Wow! At full, at full energy, just because he really wanted Dane to like it. Oh, right? and, amazing! And you know, uh, that was the first time him and Dane had seen each other in a long time. But fortunately, after that. Uh, I got a chance to go back and, you know, help him kind of polish up the project and uh, really, 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 really contribute in some cool ways. And he eventually heard my music, liked my music, and we developed a good rapport. Um, That's awesome. I love that story. I I never got to battle him. You never got (laughs) to battle him, but you were ready. I never got to battle him, but I was, I guess I was, I was going to do something. You know what I mean? I am um, so impressed. I just cannot tell you. It, I am so, so impressed. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, it was it was a crazy, it was a really uh, like out of body experience. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, the, the, the as it as it progressed, you kind of got used to the environment. But at first, it was mad. I, I again, 20 minutes, I couldn't speak. Amazing. Well, you know what I love about you, and and I've known you for how many years? It's been some time now. You know, several years. Sure. I met Billy when I first got to Peoria, so that would have been uh three and a half years ago and then i think we we ended up we met you and your family probably a couple months after that yes yes so So, 2020 yeah no it was 2020 no it was was still warm and we we got here july of 2020 so 2020 2020 okay 2020 and what i'm most impressed with you not just the multifaceted nature of who you are and all the things that you do but that you are like you said about kanye west a very nice person like i know oh, I you're one of the busiest people <laughs> that i know and you always find time to help people to give back to come on this podcast episode to share your stories well, but you. most importantly you know like you have this dichotomy of you know um you know i mean battle rap and kanye west being ready to do that so your confidence has to be on a hundred thousand trillion but still being humble so how do you balance those two things Wow. You know. Oh, thank thank you for the compliment, first of all. And you know, I I would say like the the being kind to others is really just rooted in maybe the two sides of the same coin. One, um, people have helped me a lot in my life, right? All okay. those people I just named, Big Daddy Came, C Light, Dame Dash, all these people, I have been blessed to have people help me, right? And so okay. I'm all I always want to give that back just to the universe, right? So pay it forward to whoever helped, you know, right. someone helped me, I want to help someone else. And then the yeah. other side of it is I know what it feels like to be treated unkindly, right? And I've had yes. a lot of other, like the other side of that coin is just people doing me dirty, right? And I don't want to be one of those type of people. So, um, yeah. and, and the humility of it all is like um, just rooted in, let me say it this way. So my favorite album in 2023, Janae, mm. is Kill, mm-hmm. Killer, Mike, Killer Mike's album. Okay. Album, right? mm-hmm. And so Killer Mike explains the album by saying um, Killer Mike is a superhero that I created to help me deal with my insecurities. Right. Oh, okay. And Jay Gunn, which is, you know, me, the rapper, rapper version mm-hmm. of me, is also a superhero that I created. Right. And mm-hmm. So like in embedded in Jay Gunn is a is a lifetime of like humbling experiences and insecurities and not being sure of myself. And so 
having this character is what mm-hmm. gave me that confidence at seven years old or 11 years old to to get in front of an audience and do my thing and like as yeah. a grown as a grown ass man i now know that i needed that for survival right and so right. the the humility is is rooted in like this is who i actually am right a humble yeah. person who's had a lot of challenges who who is sometimes unsure of myself that's the humility and then the confidence is really in creating that superhero right that a lot of rappers mm-hmm. have to create a lot of rappers have to create and really just a way for like black people to survive you know what i'm saying right. so right. i love the i love the killer mike album for that reason but i hope that that answers your question Yes. Oh, that was deep. That was really deep. No, I appreciate it. I'll be that. going deep. I'll be going deep sometimes. You do. You do. And I don't know if you remember on the last time we spoke, I was saying, what is one of your favorite lines, Um, you know, uh-huh. on an album? It, not yours, but somebody else's. And remember, I told you it was Do Not Disturb, that song, Do Not Disturb, Drake. And he says, I am a reflection of all your insecurities, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, yeah, I think we all do have them the same way Kanye West said on All All Falls Down, you know, he's just the mm-hmm. first to admit it. And right. how do you handle that? And how do you deal with it? And how do you pick yourself back up? So, no, yeah, you have yeah. a very high EQ, emotional intelligence. And I, you know, I used to teach that, you know, at ICC, uh-huh. <laughs> Illinois Central <laughs> College, right? Yeah, shout and, out ICC. Um, yeah. yeah, so I can always spot when people have a high EQ. And that's something that, um, do you think like a lot of rappers have that, a high EQ, a, an ability to read people, an ability to get in where you fit in? I think so. I think, yeah, again, I think like everybody, all of my peers and like, even like the, 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 you know, newcomers to the game. I think a part of that, that emotional intelligence is required to do what we do. Right. I think and it so all, too. like you're spending time writing music. It requires you to also be deeply introspective mm-hmm. because, you know, most hip hop is first person narratives, right? So you're writing a story from the first, first, first person. And mm-hmm. so you're thinking, you're thinking about, here's what I did. Here's how it made me feel. Here's how it made other people feel. Mm-hmm. And it, I think I think it's just kind of a requirement for the art form um, for people who take it serious. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there are there are some people who just rap, uh, you know, whatever they the you know, stream of consciousness at the moment. But for most artists, yeah, I think mm-hmm. emotional intelligence is is a requirement. Is a requirement. Wow. Well, <clears throat> like, how do you feel? Like, are you nervous every time you're about to perform? Is there a level of of you know nervous energy or every or single time? Every, Every single time. time. And, and I don't know if I should tell this story, but uh, yeah. because, of, because of some of the current headlines, but of course um, you should. <laughs> this is called so, speaking frankly. <laughs> I know I, I, I feel comfortable because we, you know, we know each other and, you know, our families know each other and all that. So I'm just right. sort of speak. I just speak my mind, but yeah. um, you'll, you'll get why I said the headlines when I tell the story. So okay. I mentioned that uh, MC light signed me uh, to a deal the day that I signed my deal was a couple of days before the BET Awards that year. And she was like, hey, want to announce you at the BET Awards? Because if you watch the BET Awards, she's the voice of all the BET Awards. Shows, she right? is, yes. So uh, I, she's like, come come with me. We'll do the red carpet thing. I'll start to introduce you to people. So, you know, fly mm-hmm. from North Carolina to LA, get out the car, boom. I'm like dropped into the red carpet. And again, kind of in that moment where it's like, a little, maybe not as starstruck as I was around Kanye, but it was a lot going on, right? Like, yeah, uh, you know, everybody who's anybody at the time in the music industry is walking past me, right? So, okay. I have to, I ended up going to the bathroom because I was mad nervous, right? So I'm like, okay, I'm drinking a <laughs> lot of water. I didn't go to the bathroom. <laughs> so I walk to the bathroom, Janae. True story. Diddy is standing in front of me, 
Oh, in the, Lord. in the line to the bathroom with like two of his security guards. Mm-hmm. And so he's just talking and uh, he's like, what's up, yo? He's like, who you here with? Right. And so I'm like, uh, you know, I'm Jay Gunn. I just signed with MC Light. He just gives me like a big hug. He's like, oh, man, I love Light, blah, 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 blah. Right. Uh-huh. And so he's like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm super nervous. Right. That's what I said. Uh-huh. And he was like, he was like, that's OK. He was like, he was yeah. like, you should all he's like, he, he said, you should always be nervous when you care about something. He said, the moment you stop getting nervous is when you should quit. Oh, and, wow. And, and I was like, I never forgot that. That's the only conversation I ever had with Diddy, right? It's the only thing he ever mm-hmm. said to me. Yeah. But I never forgot it. And so every time before I go on stage, when I feel that nervous energy, I'm like, okay, this is good. I should yeah. be nervous because I care. And uh, I use that to do a good job at what I do. I so love I'm, that. I'm super I nervous. I was nervous before we got on this podcast. I'm always nervous. No, so. I don't <laughs> believe it. But you know what I think in my mind? Like, you know, you and just other rappers, like you take that and you feel that to make yourself yeah. even better, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a challenge because if you think about it, rap and, and battle rap, it's all a challenge. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know, yeah. And there's so many there's so many unknowns, right? You, you, there's no way to predict it. So it, it naturally comes with a little bit of nervous energy, but you're right. I try to harness that and um once I get on stage, though, it all disappears. You're good. I, I just, I, I don't even see anything. I'm just kind of, it's like an out of body experience. I don't even know what I'm really? doing in the moment. <laughs> no, yeah, really? I don't even know what I'm doing in the moment. Yeah, no, I just completely, That's complete, completely lose myself in the moment. Well, you know what's crazy about having a podcast is nobody would know this about me, but they're going to know now <laughs> is that I don't like speaking in front of people. And now it's, wow. a, it's a worldwide platform. You know, we have people in Iraq right now listening to us yeah, and it's right. just it's just crazy. But I think behind the scenes, I feel like I can, you know, say whatever. But if I had to get up like you do at the chamber and give a speech. Yeah, that makes me very, very nervous. So, <laughs> well, I mean, again, you do it. You do it. You're doing a great job on the podcast. You seem, well, thank you. You seem natural and confident and comfortable. Uh, but there's always an internal story, right? And I think that's exactly the same for artists, right? We we look so confident holding that microphone, and uh, yeah. or when I'm or when I'm giving a speech at the chamber, it looks like I'm just up there in my comfort yeah. zone. I uh, never but, have even sensed a little bit of, of nerves, but <laughs> I think you're helping people, the listeners, by sharing that, you know, that yeah. you are, in fact, a human being, Jay Gunn. <laughs> no doubt, man. I am a human. And, and, you know, if you feel scared, like like uh, Diddy said, that means you really care about doing a great job. So go go for it. Then go for it. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, taking a turn down a more a darker path. <laughs> Speaking Uh-oh. of Diddy, I know, uh, I know, I, I, I didn't want to, no? I didn't want to invoke his name. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I have no, you know, I don't have any experiences with Diddy, nor do I even know anybody um, in his circle, right? So, okay. like, um, except for Fonsworth Bentley, <laughs> except Bentley, right? Which is interesting because by the time I was around Kanye, Bentley had almost, Bentley was signed to Kanye for a little while. And really? he was in that, he was completely in that good music camp. Yeah. And, I and, did not know and, that. And like, you know, the sense I got from being in, around him is that uh, Fonzor is kind of, he's a musician. He's got a, he's got an ear for music. He's an A&R. He's much more than kind of that character that uh, right. he was around Diddy. But no, I had no, I have no Diddy experiences to really com- comment other than that, that conversation at that red carpet. Okay. Okay. You know what? That's funny. You talk about A&R. My son always says he's 25 years old, you know, loves Mm -hmm. hip hop. 
And he, he's always saying, I could have been a good A&R person. Because what he'll do, we'll play a game like when we're, you know, traveling on the road or whatever. He'll mm-hmm. play some new music, some new rap that I don't know. And then I have to tell him whether that's a hit or not. And I get it yeah. right every time. <laughs> <laughs> you you got an ear. That's a talent. I just wanted you to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, have it, have, look, I, I, with that in mind, I'm going to send you my new album. And I would love your, I love your feedback. Let's talk before, about before your we put it out. new album. Let's talk about that. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so I haven't released a full-length project since 2016, right? And okay. So it's been a long time coming. I've done a bunch of things in that period, right? Released some singles, done some features, did mm-hmm. some movies. I mean, it wasn't that I was inactive, but in terms of releasing a full album, it's been a long time. Okay. And it's, you know, seven years, right? So, mm-hmm. um this has been a process for me because in that span, my life changed drastically. Right. So uh, I'm I'm a grown up now. I'm married now. I have two children. (laughs) Right. I'm a, I'm a chamber. Beautiful wife and gorgeous Uh, children. Gorgeous. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They are, they they are amazing. They're the center of my universe. Thank you for that. Um, and so like I went through this period and they were, I was like, what do I rap about now? Right. And like, is anybody even going to be interested in hearing? Really? So yeah, kind of like Andre 3000 with this, I don't exactly know what I'm talking like about. Because he's my it, age, so, you know, it, I think he's my age. <laughs> right, it's precisely like that, right? Okay. And so there were a few things that happened that inspired me to just go forward with this project. Um, one, I got to give a shout out to James DuBose. James is uh, the guy who signed me back with that MC Light deal. Okay. Uh, he, and Light, he and Light were the ones that signed me way back then. Uh, right. and, and he never stopped like pushing me. Right. He's like, bro, you put some, put some new music out, put some new music out. Mm-hmm. And um, he, at, he, two years ago was the president of Fox soul. He's now got his own streaming platform and he's like, bro, anything you need from me, I want to support you. And so like having him, somebody who is in the industry, still very successful, still active, continuing to like push me was helpful. Right. Um, okay. but, but then Nas released that series of albums, that King's disease series and that magic. Right. Trilogy, right. Right. And I'm listening to, listening to Nas, who I think Nas is like 50 now. Um, and he's still rapping about his life. It's, it's interesting. It's relevant. And mm-hmm. he's 50, he's 50 years old. Right. 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 And so I'm a lot younger than 50. Right. And I, have, <laughs> I still, I'm like, okay, I still have stories to tell, right? And so of course. It, it, that was the first level layer of inspiration was Nas's six albums. I was like, man, if he can do it at that age, That's right. I, can, I can still tell my story. And so I started to write music and uh, from, from like this voice, right? Like who I am today and yeah. laid a couple bangers and I was like, okay, we're on to something. And then uh, Killer Mike's album, as I mentioned, that came out earlier this year was kind of the tipping point for me, like, because Killer Mike's probably like 47, 46 okay. and super relevant. I think he's probably going to win Grammy for Rap Album of the Year. Like You think so? I, I'm almost sure. If he doesn't, okay. it's, it's something wrong. Um, but <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, there, and there is something wrong. With yeah, and there sometimes. is, right. Yeah. But anyway, all that happened. And so I finally found my voice and sound and how I want to. You know, because I can't rap about the same stuff I used to do, Janae, because I don't do it anymore, right? Yeah. And right. like, um, I found it. I feel excited about the the vision of the project. Um, yes. the name of the, the name of the album is Game Seven, and it's Game <laughs> Seven because you know it's win or go home, right? Like, 
this is my I'm putting my foot back in the arena and we're gonna we're gonna give it our all. And yeah. you know, it's that game seven energy that I think everybody can relate to, right? When you it's like do or die in that moment. I love so that. The I can't wait for you to hear it. I can't wait for the world to hear I it. I can't wait to I, hear I, it. And when does unlike, this, when does this drop? January. So we're gonna release it in January. We were gonna put it out this month. Okay. But People are listening to like Temptations Christmas right now. So I decided <laughs> I, I decided to let the holiday season pass. So we're looking at mid-January once everybody got the Christmas trees put away and are yeah. back to listening to different music. Um, but that I, I'm, makes thrilled. Sense. I'm thrilled about it. Yeah, I'm about so it. excited. Well, speaking of Christmas, though, you have a dope Christmas song. Nothing like Christmas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing like Christmas. Stream it now. It's, it's everywhere. Run up the streams. You know, we... I want to have a classic that you go to every year, like Mariah Carey. And um, it definitely uh, is a classic. <laughs> so you, when I put you. it on my IG story, don't be surprised. Okay. <laughs> Please do run it up, Janae, run it up, man. That, I'm going to run that, it up. <laughs> that was a real fun song to make. I, re I really, I really have fun making it. You know what song I love of yours? And am I getting the title right? Or am I, or is it the album called the Jordan year? The Jordan Year is a new song uh, that mm -hmm. is on on an album mm -hmm. called The Jordan Year. The song is 147. And that's actually a feature that I did. So um, this that's is a feature. A, okay. Yes, yeah, a guy named Tyler Hypnosis is from Durham, where I'm from. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mr. Groovology, who is the most incredible live bass player on the planet. Really? Uh, who he's toured with everybody, you know, um, foreign exchange. I think he did some stuff with Prince. He did like, he's, he's very talented musically and he's doing hip hop production now. Um, yeah. they just asked, they just asked me to lay a verse on that. That's their project. But, uh, I, I like what they And that's a dope verse. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You are nice. You are nice. Your your name, Joshua Gunn. So that's your government name, right? <laughs> born that's how I was born. That's yes. a dope that's name. It. That's a I mean, first of all, Joshua, that's <laughs> biblical, that's strong, right? And then you got yeah. gun, that's street. <laughs> Uh, right, right, right. I, I think all of us, my siblings included, with the last name like that, we always felt pressure to do something significant with that name. You know? Yeah. And uh, like my older brother was a great athlete, and so he that was his 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 path. And for me, music was my like, okay, what am I gonna do with this cool name that I've been gifted? You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so music has been my thing. Yeah. I love it. So, do you think you're going to be rapping until you're an old man? What do you I think? will I will never you know God willing as long as I have a voice in my mind I will always rap I just don't you will know always what, rap I yeah. just can't say I just can't say what that'll look like you know you you mentioned um Andre and I think yeah. Andre Andre as he always does for his whole career has sparked an interesting conversation right now about right. like you know creating and when and how and like the the audience wants him to make a rap album so bad and he wants to make a rap album but it's just not in him at the moment you know it's just saying? not in him right yeah and, and so you know i don't know where i will find inspiration you know it took me seven years to find yeah. enough to get my next project out but i, I, I always write raps today i'm always rapping about something and I love so you're a poet so then because that's oh, basically yeah. what rap is is, is a poet is right poetry. oh yeah rap is poetry street poetry yeah for sure street poetry so that's mm -hmm. the name of this episode is the book you know that tupac wrote with his poetry the rose that grew from, grew from concrete. concrete yeah uh -huh. <laughs> I love yeah it. so I love that's it. what it's all about so do you think that when people start to get older and they achieve a certain level of success like yourself you know that it's hard to because rap 
and hip hop culture is so, you know, intrinsically tied to struggle. Is that what yeah. it is? Yeah, I think that can be a challenge, right? And so it is right. it's, it's born out of struggle. And if you're not, yeah. and that's also why I think you see rappers who achieve some level of success feeling pressure to like go back to the hood all the time. Yeah. And, and then they find themselves in trouble, right? Because right. the goal is to get out of that environment, right? Not exactly. To, and the, the other part of the goal is to help others get out of that environment, right? Not to, to lean right. back into it. But hip hop is deeply rooted in, and it is born out of poverty, right? It's born out of it's poverty. It's born out of so, poverty. And, and so, yeah, it, it can be hard, Janae, when you're like dropping your kids off at the nice school and, you know, coming home to your <laughs> nice house and, uh, it yeah. can be hard to figure out what to talk about, but you right. know, I think I think that even in the midst of that, there is struggle, right? There's of course asp- there's aspiration at every stage in your life. I'm sure you can relate to that, right? Like you you you've achieved a certain level of comfort and success, but you're always thinking, okay, what's next? Or what's next? It, That's right. And it, it it ain't always as pretty as it looks either, right? So you're like, it's okay. hectic, it's sleazy. It's, like Tupac <laughs> right. said on it, my homie calls the industry yeah. is hectic and sleazy. <laughs> That's right. So. <laughs> Uh, finding something to talk about can be hard, but when you tap into it, you just know you just know you did. Definitely, without a doubt. So, how can everybody find you? Like, what is the main way to find Jay Gun? <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Instagram is the best place to go. Jay Gun is better. That's the, probably the platform I use the most. Um, uh-huh. and, and I'll say TBD. We're not going to release this album in the traditional way because the streaming okay. system is so unfair to artists. Yeah. Um, really? Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. Okay. Snoop, Snoop, let me give you an example. Snoop did a billion streams on a, on a song. He uh-huh. got 40, he got $45,000 for a billion streams. <laughs> oh, so, so, you oh, know, uh, wow. independent artist, independent artists like me, right? There's no chance that you're going to make yeah. any money streaming your music and you invest. Okay. It costs a lot of money to make an album. Right. So, um, right. we're going to release it through a new platform to, and I'll, I'll be able to share more about that soon. So, Instagram, follow Jay Gun is better. You can find out everything that I have coming and also see pictures of my kids and my wife and all that stuff. I love following <laughs> you to see it all because you can see it all. You know, you can see yeah. you on tour. You can see you out rapping. You can see your kids, your Chamber, beautiful ch- family. Ch- ch- Chamber of Commerce, ribbon cuttings, all of that. No, the whole nine yards. (laughs) I absolutely love it. Well, wrapping this episode up, do you have any advice for creatives out there, for people of any age, you know, who are trying to get their voice out there, their work out there? What advice would you give them? Uh, Be authentic to yourself. People can tell when it's not authentic. Um, Mm -hmm. The times in my life where I have tried to project an image that was not authentic to myself is when I had the least amount of success. Is that right? Um, and so uh, be authentic, be true to who you are. And then the other piece that I always tell people, artists in particular, is mm-hmm. if you if you make art, tell yeah. every, everybody that you talk to that you make art. And if you have an opportunity to showcase your art, as scary as it might be, take every opportunity to showcase that art. That's right. Do you have you ever found in your life that being difficult to to have that conversation? That's so funny you say that, because yesterday, you know, I'm out and about. I'm, you know, doing some sorority stuff mm-hmm. <laughs> at a debutante fitting. I'm on <laughs> but uh-huh. then I want to tell these, you know, new sorority sisters that I'm meeting about my podcast and about yeah. my life coaching business and about a book I'm writing, you know. But you find it hard to segue sometimes, you know, but you just have to do it, right? It it is hard. You just got to do it. Like, 
every opportunity that I've ever got is by me taking that uncomfortable moment and saying, oh, I can do that or I do that. Right. Like, yeah. um, you know, because people don't know. And, and they like, don't know. Ninety nine percent of the people in the room might not take you seriously. But that one yeah. person that believes in you could be that next big move for you. Right. And Isn't big, that the truth? Isn't have that the truth? Yeah. So, I, you know, I tell everybody, including like my children and my wife, like, hey, you, yeah. you, you have you have that talent. Don't don't shy away from it. Tell people like, um, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> whatever that might be. Life coaching. Right. Somebody might say, man, I'm having a really tough time. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, have you ever thought about life coach? I'm a great one. Like, yeah. And, and, yeah. And it, it's hard to do. It's hard to publicize yourself. But sometimes that's all you got. That's it. What do you think your superpower is? So your greatest friend, <laughs> what do you think that is? Uh, I, I just really discovered that it might be problem solving. Problem and, solving. Okay. Yeah, And this is just based on feedback that I've received from my staff, uh, my wife again. Like I, mm-hmm. I have this like weird knack for um, solving problems right and, okay and, and being able to see all sides of a situ- of a challenge and yeah. not pa- not panic right and, yeah. and sort of put all the pieces together and say okay how can we solve this um yeah. has been i guess something i've been doing forever <laughs> you know what i mean like okay and, and then as i thought about it this is like a new revelation within this year as i yeah. thought about it that's what writing songs is right it's solving a problem right you start with like okay it i got really this is. I got this beat. I got a story to tell. Now I need to resolve that story. And so maybe over the course of 30 years doing this, uh, I've developed that skill. You've de- de- developed that skill. Well, you know what I think yours is? Again, like I said, you see people, you validate people, you make them feel seen and heard. And when you can do that, you know, people will do anything in the world for you, I think. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Really, now, now, really. now, now you're just making me feel great. It's the holiday season, so I'm going to take that as a gift from you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. <laughs> it's about the appreciate only it. gift I have to offer after these yeah, kids have yeah, taken yeah. all my money, Josh. Trust me. <laughs> trust me. I know. I can see where I can see where my life is going. My kids get more expensive by the minute. See? Yeah, so. yeah. They get only more expensive. Yeah. My <laughs> husband thinks that once you, our kids are in their 20s, so you know, Christmas is not a thing. No, it still is. <laughs> it's still a thing, Billy. Still. A thing, but it's still a thing. It's still a thing, and we are going to be playing nothing like Christmas. Please for the do next turn it weeks. up. Yes, nothing like Christmas feature. My man D Lyles, spin it. Run the video up too. The videos on YouTube's got my family in it. So all of that, all of that. We, I love we, it. We wish your family a great holiday, Janae. And uh, it's been this has been dope. Thank you for having me on. This here. has been so dope. It is so much fun to talk with someone who loves hip hop just as much as I do. And yeah. I told you that was my dream thing when I was little. I was like, I'm gonna be a rapper and I'm gonna move Boy. to New York. <laughs> and I'm gonna do well, this uh, and I'm gonna do that. <laughs> the good news is you don't have you don't have to move to New York anymore to do it. So no no time like the present. If you wanna no uh, time like the present. If you want well, me, see, if you want me to send problem. you some beats, I can send you some beats if you want to jump on something <laughs> well here's the problem josh so you know i'm a poet i write poetry uh, but my uh-huh. stuff don't be rhyming some of my okay. dope work don't be rhyming and so that's that's, the, that's right. the key you need to rhyme right <laughs> well you know you mentioned chuck d was one of your favorites you know he didn't rhyme in a lot of his stuff so you know I mean, what you're right it's, it's you're possible right. you could do your own thing wasn't thing. that I, amazing to see Chuck D and Flavor Flav up there man, dancing and you know so getting hype on other people's music? I just love to see it. Love it. Chuck <laughs> Chuck has the greatest voice of all time. 
Chuck he really is, does. Is just such a powerful voice. It's a powerful, commanding voice. Well, thank you so much, my friend Joshua Gunn, yes, <laughs> for coming yes. on today and spending time. I sincerely appreciate you. Hey, so, gratitude. Thank you. Much love to you and the fam. We'll, we'll, let's do this again. I got more stories, so just tell me when. You have more stories to tell. <laughs> uh, I can't wait for part three. So that's uh, it for I, this week's episode. Make sure to speak frankly. Always signing off your life coach and podcaster and writer, Janae Frank. Bye-bye. Peace. Thank you again for listening to this week's episode, The Rose That Grew from Concrete. Also, a special thanks to Joshua Gunn for coming on and gracing us with his presence. It's always a great time talking with him, listening to his stories, his words of wisdom and advice. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And last but not least, if you want to find anything out about the Speaking Frankly brand, the podcast, the blog, the business, make sure you get onto my website at JanaeFrank.com where you can find it all. You can find the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all other platforms that host podcasts. For the blog, you can subscribe, and I write about love, life, pain, and everything in between. And last but not least, the business. Click on the coaching tab and find out how life coaching can transform the trajectory of your life. So you can get a free 30-minute discovery call with me. Thank you again for listening, for reading, spending time with me. Take care. Until next time, signing off. Janae Frank.